blackbirds singing in the dead of night Take these broken wings and learn to fly All your life You were only waiting for this moment to arrive Hey, it's me Paul McCartney And you're listening to Jeremiah Wonders This is my favourite podcast in the whole entire world Hello, that's coming from me, a beetle. So listen, tell all your friends and subscribe on all the channels you want all that of me because I like to listen to it and it makes me really happy. And that's coming from me, a beetle. Well, goodbye. Wow, it is such an honor to have Sir Paul McCartney backing Jeremiah Wonders. Man, this this podcast is really reaching people and uh that feels good guys it feels really good what's up everybody how's your week what's going on hope this is uh starting your day off on a on a positive light good foot (laughs) had a busy week man men ladies gals dudes dudettes people friends good stuff though good stuff Pat Reagan and I are working our butts off for the Reagan and Watkins album. Of course, uh, everything takes a little bit longer than you'd like it to, but the stuff that we are recording, we feel really confident about. And as long as everything goes according to plan, we should be able to release this album in July. I'm dropping that news right now. I'm hoping we can make that happen. But July is the tentative release date for the Reagan and Watkins album and could not be more excited to share that with you. Rick Kosick came up with us to Ventura where uh, we're recording in the studio and he shot some behind the scenes stuff and he's going to cut together a promo and Rick Kosick earlier guest on this episode with uh, Jason Weeman Acuna. Great dude. Can't say nice enough things about that guy. Uh, Such an honor to have him working with us. I mean, I grew up with with uh, with Jackass. Uh, you know, he, he's done a lot of things outside of that, but specifically that shows something I grew up with that I was in love with. And he uh, he had a uh, you know he played a big role in that show, shot and uh, covered some of the the most hilarious shenanigans <laughs> that uh, you saw over the years of uh, the MTV show and the movies and everything. So yeah, super excited about that. Somebody asked me about Black Mirror uh, a while ago. I forgot to answer this question. Yes, I finished Black Mirror. My favorite episode, uh, Mark Rolson was uh, asked me that, my favorite episode and why. Had to be that horror episode where the guy, basically he gets like a, an implant. I forget the, the, the title of the episode. And he is in like this haunted house basically where he's seeing stuff in front of him. And just the way... with. The, 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 that episode devolved throughout. Like, it made me jump a lot, especially for it not being a movie. It just being like a, you know, an episodic show on Netflix. That episode got to me and it freaked me out. Like, it, that episode stayed with me for days. There's some other good ones that, that stayed with me for a while, like the one where the people are, uh, like the soldier one, where they think that they're seeing like uh monsters and stuff like that like like kind of zombie like people but again that's another like chip kind of 
based technology that's altering the reality where it's actually just like a race of people, which that one stuck with me because that, you know, basically was kind of similar to like uh, highlighting like what happened maybe with Nazi Germany and stuff, like how they condition warp people's minds to make them start thinking of people like in horrible, crazy ways. So anyway, those were my, uh, uh, a couple of my favorite episodes of that. I was in Moon Tower this weekend in Austin, Texas. Yeah, baby. Love Austin. We did the goddamn comedy jam there. We did my show Stand Up on the Spot there. And I did uh, some other stand-up spots as well. And we even did uh, some some musical comedy for Judah Friedlander for his show, for SiriusXM, and then also for Big J Okerson's Crowdwork show, so uh, with Avery Pearson and Josh Adam Myers. So that was super fun. Had had a great time doing that. And I got to work with my buddy Dom Irera. And we uh, we volunteered our time for uh, this this local community theater show that the premise behind uh, this company, I, I hope I'm uh, doing this justice, they're called the Story Wranglers. And basically they take like third grader stories and put them into play format. So Dom and I acted in a series of scenes that were written by third graders. And Dom was wearing a wig and an angel halo. And I dressed up as this uh, this this pea plum character. There was a, a, a pregnant half-pregnant pea slash plum lady who's having a baby shower. And I wore a dress and like a, a pea sombrero and spilled peas all over the stage. Guys, it was some classic comedy. And <laughs> uh, seeing Dom, uh, working with him in that different capacity, it was so cool because he used to be like a stage actor and uh, do a lot of acting. That's how he started out. So it was really cool to, to work with them in uh, that different capacity. And everybody was so appreciative that we were just there and that we that we were there to support. And and because uh, it was a bunch of teachers, we were performing for a bunch of teachers in uh, the Austin scene. And it felt good. Get back to the community. My wife's a teacher. And I was like, this is a great way to, uh, to volunteer my time while this comedy festival is going on. The head of the festival, Colleen McGar, shout out to her, runs an amazing festival. Uh, she asked Dom and I to do it, and we were like, of course. So uh, that was very cool. And had just a great time in Austin, Texas. Uh, I love seeing my, my New York pals out there, Big J, Okerson, you know, Dulce Sloan, uh, Yamanika Saunders, Mateo Lane, Chris Stefano, Joe List, Mark Norman, the list goes on. Uh, but anyway, it, it's always great to see, uh, you know, friends from different parts of the country uh, you get to hang out with them in one spot. That's what the best thing about these comedy festivals are. I feel super lucky and, and grateful to be perf- performing at different places like that. I got a uh, letter that I want to read on the show that uh, somebody sent in. And I don't know what they sound like. I don't know what they look like. So I'm going to to think about that. I'm going to wonder what they sound like. And I'm going to wonder maybe uh, what it would be like if they were actually reading me this letter. So here it goes. Dear Jeremiah, I wanted to reach out to you because I was inspired by your podcast to participate in your kindness challenge. I'm a stay-at-home dad and I work from home as a commissioned artist drawing portraits of athletes, musicians, animals, or whatever else people may want. I want to draw a portrait of you as a thank you for all the laughs you provide. My girlfriend and I, along with our two-year-old son, make a two-hour drive to Monterey, California every Sunday so that I can practice with my band. Our drive seems to 
fly recently because we get to listen to your podcast and laugh the entire way down there. From the band's characters on Kill Tony to the phone calls on the podcast, I've always been able to count on you for a good laugh. Listening to you to convince Eric Griffin that Montez is calling in had me dying. I'm a big fan of the podcast. Can't wait to see how it grows you introduce video into the mix. Please get Malcolm Hatchett on the podcast as a guest. You guys would have a ton of fun, I'm sure. Hope you enjoy your portrait. Looking forward to Reagan Watkins' album. Keep doing what you do. It's a lot of fun to listen to. Much love, Dylan Costello. Thank you so much to Dylan Costello for this uh, very, very nice letter and sending me uh, those portraits. I'm going to post them on my Instagram and social media later this week. Very cool. Very, uh, very talented artist. I appreciate it, man. And the music that you heard during that letter was from Joshua Gershenson, uh, a song called Colorado Season. So I appreciate you sending in that music to the show. And you can uh, send in music to the show. I'll try to use it in the intro if it uh, works out. Email me at yourboyjeremiahwatkins at gmail.com. That's Y-O-U-R boy Jeremiah Watkins at gmail.com. Really been enjoying the letters and uh, your updates with me on the kindness challenge. And uh, it feels good to pay it forward and give back and and send other people that need help uh, a helping hand. Uh, I, I promise that uh, it, it, it's improved my life just forcing myself to have this kindness challenge on the podcast because sometimes I'm like, oh yeah, I need to do something. I just need to do something nice for a stranger this week. And this podcast is kind of keeping me to it as well. So let's see, uh, let's see how, much, uh, how much positivity we can share around to see what happens, see if we can make a difference in uh, other people's lives, huh? Yeah? I never like to get too preachy on the show, but I am, <laughs> I am very big about uh, being, pro- being positive, being a positive guy and, and spreading joy. So I hope uh, this podcast is helping out. Want to uh, give a shout out to the sponsors of this show this week. We have a new sponsor. Yeah, that's right. They told me that I didn't have to read this copy word for word, <laughs> but I kind of want to uh, because, and I, I just want to kind of have fun with it. And you should check out their website. Uh, the sponsor this week is badmirror.tv. Here it goes. <clears throat> BadMirror.tv is replacing traditional broadcasting with more curated local flavors of internet-hosted channels. Think of it like a hyper-local TV experience that easily lets you get a feel for what's going on in your area, from music and sports to entertainment and even education. So don't mourn the death of TV. Just help us bring it back to life better (laughs) head over to badmirror.tv and discover your local awesome (laughs) so there he goes that's that's like my first uh, uh, official like reading like copy so i hope you guys aren't uh (laughs) groaning check out their website it's cool badmirror.tv they uh they hosted uh one of my stand-up clips on there uh me doing my kings of leon impression from uh, Denver Comedy Works. That's up there on their site at badmirror.tv. They're sponsoring the show for uh, the next few weeks, so check them out. It helps uh, me and the show out. And I appreciate all the the nice and positive reviews that have been coming in on iTunes. If you haven't done that yet, go over there, leave a review, give me a five-star rating. That helps uh, with the rankings on iTunes, helps more people discover this podcast. And I appreciate all the people who came out to see me in Austin who are Kill Tony fans or um, you know who support Jeremiah Wonders. I, I really... Uh, I'm connecting with some really cool people and this podcast has been 
very, uh, very special to me. So I appreciate all the support, guys. Also, definitely got to give props to Bronx Born Pizza in Bend, Oregon. My buddy Thomas Schiffer, he hooked me up. uh, If you have been listening to the episodes, he hooked me up with equipment to help me start doing video, basically. Uh, Laptop, lights, uh, uh, camcorder, and guess what? It's going to be happening this week. Uh, I'm going to be releasing the video. I'm going to try to start video releasing on Wednesdays and be releasing the podcast episodes on Monday. So Johnny Pemberton's this episode will be released uh, on Wednesday as long as I don't hit any technical difficulties. And that'll just be up on my YouTube at youtube.com slash Jeremiah Watkins. But I'll share that on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff. So you guys are in the mix. So thank you, Bronx Born Pizza and Bend, Oregon. Go support them if you're in that area. They did me a huge solid, and they're doing this this show a huge solid. So I really appreciate that. And, of course, my buddy Gino over at Speedweed. Yeah, that's right. You like you like marijuana? Oh, well, guess what? They freaking deliver it to you. Wow. Yes. Uh, a, a weed connoisseur's dream to be delivered marijuana in the comfort of their home. Gino's a great dude. Uh, he he hooks up uh, all the shows at the Comedy Store, a lot of good podcasts. Uh, you, you probably heard Joe Rogan talk about him on the Joe Rogan Experience. Great dude. If you need that weed, go to Speedweed. At Speedweed on Twitter. And OG sponsor, Joe's Pizza. Joe's Pizza LA on Sunset in West Hollywood. Tell Joe that I freaking sent you. Yeah, we eat his pizza every week during the pizza party segment. So do that up. Man, I don't want to make this intro too much longer. Uh, I want to get through some some tour dates very quickly. And uh, thank you guys uh, again for um, just uh, like Kill Tony fans are the coolest and, and just Death Squad fans. And, and a lot of people, that's how they know about Jeremiah Wonders. And uh, it's just so, so cool, like how many people have have reached out to me who whenever I post something and I need help for flyers or, or video, like uh, there's some people who are working on some animation sequences for the Jeremiah Wonders video podcast, which I'm very excited about, which I will share with you guys soon. But here are some tour dates. And uh, while uh, I read these tour dates, some more music got sent to me from this band Windows of Lucidity with their song called Abstract Shades of Grey. Here we go. April 27th through 28th, Salt Lake City, Utah. I'm there with the Golden Pony, Tony Hinchcliffe. Wise guys, baby. Salt Lake City, Utah, the Golden Pony, the Golden Goose. Riding together again. May 2nd, I'm with Steve Byrne at the Hollywood Improv. He is doing a showcase for a bunch of networks for his next one-hour special. Me and Avery Pearson, I'll be playing sax. Avery will be on the keys. We're like his late-night band for that show. We're, we're basically showcasing for the networks, too. So if you're in L.A., that'd be a good early show to come see me at. That's an 8 o'clock show at the Improv on May 2nd. And then May 8th, Stand Up on the Spot with Jeremiah Watkins, baby. Always new, different killer lineups. That, that show's my baby. Come see it every second Tuesday of the month at the store. May 10th, I'm headlining The Rec Room in Huntington Beach, California. That's going to be a blast. I'm bringing my pals Omar Naba and Justin Alexio from the building years to do that show with me that's gonna be a lot of fun and then may 11th kill tony is in las vegas baby las vegas mark your calendars may 11th then may 17th or 19th i'm featuring for the golden pony tony hinchcliffe and we're doing kill tony shows san francisco punchline may 17th through 19th that weekend check their website let's get into this episode johnny pemberton wow 
What a treat. What a gem. This guy liked to get weird with me. We This is maybe the weirdest episode of Jeremiah Wonders yet, and I mean that in the best possible way. And Thomas Schiffer from Bronxborn Pizza made possible. You'll hear uh, some, I'll just say some interesting call-ins and phone calls. And uh, there's some things going on with uh, some voices and stuff that um, there's some equipment that had a lot to do with uh, how we made that possible on the fly. And you'll see that whenever the video comes out, uh, us messing around with um, some some touch pads and stuff like that. So without further ado... Check out Johnny Pemberton's album coming up. We talk about it in this episode and uh, support him. Google him, like he says. And without further ado, now let's get into Jeremiah Wonders with Johnny Pemberton. We are live. Live, 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 live. People have been wanting video for this thing, and it's happening. With Johnny Pemberton, look right at us now. Look at us. We're on video. We're on video. We're on audio. <laughs> Full SAG. We're all over the internet right now. SAG screeners. Yep. Do you get those? I've got them. You've got them. I've Do got. You ever them. watch them? Yeah, I watch them. Yeah. Also sell them. Wait, what? I sell them online for hundreds of dollars. <laughs> People way... in Taiwan. Yeah. Yeah, I make a significant amount of money selling illegal screeners. But isn't it your name like watermarked or embedded in there? I don't care, man. I'm a badass. <laughs> Whoa. I don't, give a, I don't give a shoot. Whoa. You don't give a shoot? I'm shook, RN. Okay. I don't feel a freak about ducks. <laughs> I don't give a fruit about the duck. You don't give a fruit about the ducks? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I'll no. quack all day. You'll quack all day? Uh-huh. Crack all day. Call me, call me down. I'll calm you up. Johnny Pemberton. You got an album coming out soon, dude, right? Yeah. Well, it's out on cassette now if you're part of the club. Whoa. The Starburns uh, Starburns Club. You got your cassette. The okay. cassette has a special hidden track on it that won't be released digitally. So, uh, yeah, the album drops digitally May 15th. Wow. It's an album. It's all prank phone calls. Heck prank yeah. phone calls and hold music. Well, that's great. We get a lot of uh, fun, interesting people who call into the show. We, yeah, we I know. got a lot I of weird fans of this show. So maybe That's we'll good. hear from them a little bit later on today. But yeah, excited to have you on the show. There's a Me lot of too. people that were excited uh, whenever I announced that you're going to be a guest. Yes, yes, we're doing it. Slippery. <sighs> so we met. When did when when did we meet? Probably like five years ago, know. maybe. That's hard to say. I mean, time is so so liquid. Relative. Mm-hmm. <laughs> relative. Yeah, it is truly relative. Mm-hmm. Relative to the point of not, maybe not really even existing. Yeah. Are we? Is this a simulation that we're in? I mean, probably, right? If it if it can be, it is. So, but the thing is, does it matter if it is a simulation? I don't think it does. Do you think we're a weird video game that God is playing? Like we're The Sims? Yeah, I think it's more that there's just other people who are using us as a simulator and they are simulators themselves. It's like that thing where if everything is a fractal, there's at no point in which something, it's like, it's too late. It's already, already everything. So mm. it's like that thing where, you know, um, why rush? Because you can't get there any faster anyway. So you might as well just, it's like being in a traffic jam. I think we're in a sort of like a traffic jam where this is just, 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 this is it. This yeah. is your life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we, uh, I think I started seeing you around, um, some of the festivals and different stuff like that. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I saw, like, 
I saw you and Brendan do, I think, the Bone Zone at Moon Tower years ago. Oh, that was fun, man. I'm, yeah. I almost missed that. I was I was sleeping in my hotel room because I just got there that day because we were shooting the TV show back then. And I was so tired. And I woke up just in time to walk really fast down to the Velveeta room. And like it was like I was almost, I was late, but I was like just too, just perfectly too late. Like not just perfectly not too late. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, that was fun because I was like, I was in like a haze of, of sleep when I got there. I was like, oh, give me a Coke or something real quick. Here, I got to fucking wake up. I, had, I think I had a Red Bull right away. Well, you snapped into uh, that character perfectly quickly, so, so okay. that was great. Was I doing a character? I think I think you had a mullet and a hat. Oh, and... that was different. Was, was that different? Was this at Moon Tower? Was I... I think it was. Are you sure? Was it, was it the Bone Zone Live with Martha Kelly? There was also maybe it was a different festival in Tulsa that we. That's did. what it was. That's that the, was the one in that Tulsa. That was Dicker. Yeah, it's Dicker Troy. It's a character. Dicker he's a, Troy. He's a friend of mine. Yeah. Yeah, he's a union driver. He's good friends with Josh Fadum. I just I know him kind of. Do you think we could well. get him to call? Do you think he could call into the show? Dicker could, could we get a hold call of him. In, yeah. Okay. Well, maybe we can hear from him a little bit later yeah, in the show. Yeah, Dicker, like, Dicker's uh, he's probably available. Yeah. Maybe you can like text him or something. I don't know. We'll yeah, figure I'll, it out. He doesn't do text, but I can probably get a hold of him. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've got a rotary landline over in the corner over there. If you, that, yeah, that'll work. Okay, cool. Yeah. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, when did you start? You've been doing acting for quite a while, right? Uh, I guess so. I'm doing comedy longer. That's why I started with. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, how, I, I, how'd you get your start? Like, what were some of the first op- open mics and and stuff that you started doing? I have like a weird history with stand-up because I never really got into open mics. I didn't like them. The first couple I went to, I was like, this sucks. I feel like. There was something about him that felt very, um, what's the word? When people, you feel like you can't, you feel very uh, ostracized. You feel like you're like a, like, I felt very uncomfortable. I feel like I wasn't. Yeah. Well, it's a very specific format that you're forced yeah. to do. So if you are not flourishing in that format, then it's like, well, how am I going to develop and feel good about the stuff that I'm creating? Right. Yeah. It's like a thing where, you know, actually, when I look back on it, there's a lot of places I thought were not open mics, but this was an open mic I was going to. Yeah. I just, for some reason, thought that I had to call the person, like, Laura, can I come do the show tonight? She's like, yeah, you can. Yeah, sure. And I get there and I was <laughs> like, a sign up sheet and. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. I just didn't understand it. I did, didn't understand the concept of it. The first time I ever did stand up, though, was uh, well, not the first time, but the first time I ever did it for real was in the belly room. Really? The comedy store. Because uh, the long story, or the short story of it is I was working at Fox and the web, like fox.com doing a website shit when I first moved here. And a lady I worked with, very nice woman named, named Haley, she was dating a comedian named Peter Sprite at the time. Um, well, I guess I should back up though. We, we were making this like web talk show for the, the, the part, fox.com was making like a, a promotional talk show online to show you know have people from different shows come on and talk about their shows like it's just a this was 2006 so it's like you know early internet not very robust and uh i was helping with that my friend michael was like the host of it we were like writing it internally it was it was a fun little stupid thing no one cared about it at all right but somehow they had enough money to let us produce this fucking thing. We rented some space out and hired an audience. And I was like, oh, I'll do... Because I've been wanting to do stand-up really bad. I was I was already doing improv and stuff at the time, but I wanted to start doing stand-up. Because I, I always wanted to do stand-up. And I uh, decided I would do warm-up for this, this paid audience that was coming to this fucking web talk show somewhere deep in the valley. 
I'm like, oh, they're a paid audience. They're going to be so happy and want to laugh. <laughs> like, I was sure of that. I was like, sure oh, of it. I'm going to have the best set ever. Yeah. My first time, like, my, my little fucking notes doing, like, oh, God. I was probably wearing, like, these crazy 70s golf pants, like, bell bottoms. Like, that's how I used to dress. Like, wear, like, really crazy vintage shit. I used to, dude, I used to wear a, a red jacket for the first few years of stand-up. Like, really? this r- bright red blazer. I that I, that oh, I was a blazer? Like, it was a blazer. That's even better. Yeah. That's that even I, worse, actually. Oh, better, it's, worse. it's way worse. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's better worse, for sure. Yeah, I oh. thought that, like, that was going to be my thing mm-hmm. that made me, you know be apart from everybody else i guess it kind of did right it did for a little bit it, yeah. it did its job for first but like years later <laughs> i'd have comics be like hey man did you used to wear a red jacket yeah i did wear <laughs> yeah a red jacket. i used to be a red jacket comic yeah well i did that one that web talk show thing i did it in front of this audience who i thought was gonna love me and it was like they i could just see the disdain and score like they're there just to laugh when they need to be laughing and off camera right oh, of course it's it's work for them i had no idea I, I had no I, have idea. you ever done that before no dude I never will now. i've had to do it like back in the day I, uh whenever i was doing background work i was doing also like paid audience oh paid audience work is 10 times worse than background i bet work. because you have to actually do you have to laugh and so you have to bring something <laughs> so oh, man i fucking like, bombed <sighs> i bombed like you know when you bomb and people won't make eye contact with you because it's like this thing where you're sort of like poison. It's like, oh, this person experienced something so bad that I don't want to have to look at them to feel. Because you like you emanate this stink. It's like a thing. If you look at someone who just bond, they're like, help me, help me. And you're like, oh, no, I don't have time uh, to help you. Yeah, yeah. This is my first time. I mean, I've done some stand-up like in people's living rooms in college like twice. Just the friends like full, we were drunk and stoned like doing this weird, dumb shit and that was great but that was also not the same thing so this was so terrible and i remember like dana gould saw me i mean you told him years later when i met him like through different circumstances was like you don't realize this you probably don't remember this at all but you saw me do my first time comedy it was the worst thing ever so and the host kind of sold me out and he got the audience got on his side because he was like making fun of me which he should oh, you know right you got to clear you got to clear gotta, that situation yeah. you got to address it unfortunately yes. and as a young comic though you don't understand that no though. no idea so you're like oh no i like He's i, fucking I did selling something me wrong. out and he's selling me out yeah. like i feel like i'm getting it from every angle so i felt bad but the thing is i didn't feel that bad i didn't feel like i wanted to never do that again i just knew like okay i have to reevaluate this cuz obviously this is not how it works and that woman haley i worked with who was also working on the talk show with me she was like I, I'm dating this guy named Peter Sprite, who's a stand-up comic. And she put me in touch with him, and Peter was like, um, come over to my house, I'll help you with your writing. So I went to his house, and he like sat down with me, and he like I just told him some stuff I was writing and thinking about. I was like, okay, this is great. You have to shrink this down a lot, like mm-hmm. like a ton. Taught me how to, like, to cut it down. And then, because this man is basically an angel. He, like, he's like, honest to God, he's probably one of the, the nicest, most kind people to ever exist like not just not just from my experience like other people will tell you the same thing this guy's like the fucking greatest peter spray so he uh he put me up on his show at the he made a monthly show at the belly room with some other guy i can't remember his name his name was brian something and he put me up on the show like and i i was like go, go, go to the comedy store right i don't know fucking shit i've got a backpack i'm in there i'm just like i don't know what's going on here because um i'm just hanging out at ucb and stuff yeah and this is like a whole new world. So I'm hanging out in that back room there for probably two hours because, I mean, it's still the case now. A lot of those belly room shows, everyone gets to go up 
Like all the people get to yeah. go. Yeah, the the outside produced shows at the comedy store are, ha, are known for being very long. <laughs> yeah, because you have to put up all these people who like like I remember having to go up after Francesca Hilton. Oh wow! And seeing like oh, super crazy weirdo people up there, and I got I got to go up. She used to heckle people from the audience. She's nuts, totally nuts. Yeah, and I I didn't know what I was getting into. And uh, the Aaron Cater was, uh, you know, Aaron Cater. Mm-hmm. He was hosting, and he had, and he, Peter actually has. I have a fucking VHS of this because he taped it for me. It's so nice too, like a sports thing. Like, so you know, what year was this? Whenever you're going, so it was up probably 2006. Okay. So I go up and I'm expecting it to be terrible. Right, I'm so nervous. I have like three Heinekens beforehand. I keep peeing like every five minutes in that bathroom back there. And I'm just expecting it to be terrible. And it's like it goes great, and you can see the expression on my face where I'm just. You know, like so happily surprised. Oh like, yeah, I have First, an account starting from, off like kind of like you're like looking like kind of like a an animal that's already been like hit before, and then like slowly you're like, oh, oh this yeah, this owner's gonna treat me nicely tonight. Yeah. yeah, and I had like this crushing experience, and it was great, and I was like, oh my god, this is so, this is how it's supposed to be. This is awesome. And someone point, someone told me like, hey, just so you know. That's not how it's always going to be. They were <laughs> somebody brought you back down to reality uh, like immediately. Not immediately, but it just was like they're really warm, <laughs> and you just got to know that. I know, and that was great to hear that though because it's right. like it is there's, a thing. There's where, always a real like a realist stand-up comic around that's like they they see somebody who's green who goes up. Oh and God! Side, great job. By the way, this isn't how it's always going to be. Dude, people fucking hated me. Like they they, they oh, hated sure. me. Oh, I'm sure. Just like let me give you some advice. Like, what you got to do is do this. You do this because you look so young. You got to do this. I'm like, okay, okay, sure. I'll do everything that you was telling me to do without... Should I, should I do that before trying what I think is good? Yeah. Like, kiss my ass. You know what I mean? Do you remember any of the jokes that you were doing whenever you <laughs> did that audience warm-up set? Well, some of the same stuff that I did when I did the belly room just was like... Un- some of it was about like being from Minnesota and how it's so cold. One of them was definitely me trying to be like Richard Pryor. The joke was... uh it gets so cold in Minnesota that everything is just like, everything stops moving. Mm-hmm. Even when the, when the chimney comes out, the smoke is out of the chimney, he hits the air and he goes, fuck it! And just like freezes. It was like my impression of Richard Pryor talking about like, I can't remember what it was, because I've always been really into Richard Pryor. Like personifying something that was not right. human. Yeah, I don't even know. I could, I could probably find that shit. But it was something where that was... Um, yeah, it was it was a, such a cool experience because I didn't I can't believe how much better it was than anything else. So yeah. you were doing improv back in Minnesota for a little bit. No, before? I just, a little bit. I just took some improv in college and That's stuff. That's kind of what I did, like in high yeah. school, college. Just took like some improv classes, and it got me like super into it. And yeah. Then I started taking classes later, but is that? I, I was really into the upright citizens, upright citizens brigade TV show back when it was on Comedy Central. I loved that, and I found out those guys had a theater. They studied with Del Close in Chicago, so I was really into all that, uh, all the Del Close stuff, and the fact that those guys had studied there, and the, uh, the fact that like Bill Murray and all those other guys studied Second City, which is still that's also Del Close based. Del Close has one of my favorite comedy quotes. Oh, really? What's which that? is "Follow the fear." Yeah, that's one of my favorite. Like as far as like performance goes totally. and everything, I think of that quote all the time whenever I'm trying to to push myself to do some new stuff totally. that, that might bomb or whatever. I'm like, ah, I don't know if this is going to work. And then I like, I hear that follow the fear. Yeah. Just like, do it. Yeah. The other thing about him is too, is he, those guys were really into psychedelics and stuff. I, I was always really into, I got into taking, I think I took, took psychedelic mushrooms for the first time, like 
I was like 17, 16. That was something where, oh, this is incredible. It's like changed my world. Yeah. So. Was that yeah. when, uh, was that when you were uh, like um, studying with um, medieval monks? Yeah, I was studying with them a lot. It was really hard. This is really bringing me back, guys. Yes, yes, what is it? We Sorry, guys. I really haven't had time to go to church. I do enjoy church. Yeah, I know. You're always going to shame me because I could never be the same as hundreds of men with the same haircut who eat really good cheese and drink beer all day. You guys are all drunk. You know that. Yes, we get quite drunk often. Uh, Quite often as in constantly? Constantly. Off your own supply. I heard about this. Yes, we make our own grain alcohol. Oh, I didn't know you made your own grain alcohol. Yes. God, you guys are freaks. Johnny, we need a new supply of porn. Yeah, what about getting a computer installed in the rectory? What is a Well, um, do you want me to explain it or I could have someone else explain it to you if you want? Could you have someone else explain it? We don't trust you for this one. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I have a good friend named Dick or Troy. He can probably explain some stuff to you if you want. Hello. Uh, hey, hey, how's... <laughs> hold on a second here. Hey, how's it going right here? Pretty good. Wow, I can't believe uh, we got Dicker Troy on the program. Yeah, I managed. I call. I told him I was going to be here at this time, so I he's told him to give him a call in. Okay. Uh, he's on hold right now. Oh, he's on hold. Do you uh, want me to get him in? Yeah. Could you Could you get him back on? Yeah. Uh, hey, Dicker, are, are you uh, on the line or not? Hey, what's up? I'm holding on line right here. Hey, man. Um, do you mind uh, just taking over? I'm gonna just you know, blow my nose and take a shit real quick. Is that cool? All right. I'm here. What's What's going on? What's Skippy? Will you please explain how a computer works? You want me to explain how a computer works, do you? Well, I think that, I think that's what they're asking. Yeah. Well, here's the deal. Don't. There's nobody in Christendom that can explain how a computer works, other than the computer itself, because nobody knows how that shit works. No one person out there can explain to you how a collective effort works. That's like telling, that's like having one horse tell you how a horse team works. They don't know. So you're you're claiming right now mm-hmm. that nobody knows how to explain what a computer is. What about guys like Bill Gates or Steve Jobs? He can, he can tell you the basic definition of what a computer is. He can tell you it's a processor that understands how things work, but... He can't tell you tip to tail, top to bottom, inside, outside, run around the gym six times and ask the question what a computer is because he don't know. It's a collective effort. Now, do you think uh, if if somebody maybe who, who built a computer explained to you mm-hmm. a little bit more what it was like, do you think that you would 
then be able to explain what a computer is? Well, explaining a computer and telling them about a bunch of monks about a computer is two different things. Okay, how would you um, explain it to some monks? Yes, please explain it to us, Well, I will tell you right now that a computer is essentially a type, a format of God. It's a way to access the God mind that you previously is only available in states, altered states of meditation and or reverie in the light of the Holy Spirit. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. You can say it all you want, but I know it don't make no sense. If it made sense, then it wouldn't make money. You know what I'm saying? Johnny couldn't help us with the porn, but it sounds like you may be able to help us with that. Well, seeing as I don't indulge in pornography, as I typically uh, don't have time for said such type of item, I don't think I can help you out with that. Is now. that the only reason that you don't uh, that you don't dabble in porn is because you don't have the the time for it? Well, time or inclination is kind of one and the same. You got the here's how time works, Jeremiah. Okay, I would love to hear. If you you've always got the time, but the question is, do you make the time? Also, I just like the way that you say my name, Jeremiah. It's very... Uh, it's Jeremiah. Very... <laughs> I knew a Jeremiah once. Did you? Yep. Well, was he a cool guy? He was a cool kid, seven years old. He was so smart and interesting and fun that one day he thought he could outsmart a freight train. Guess what? What happened? He didn't outsmart it. Oh, no. He did about six backwards handsprings, and then he hit that snow fence and got turned into dust. <laughs> Wait, so, the, so Jeremiah was an acrobat. He was a young acrobat in Bakersfield, and I grew up good friend of mine. So were you were you also around the age of seven when this happened, or did you just happen to be friends with a seven year old? I was seven as well. Grew up together. He's the only friend I had outside. My daddy and brother. Now, did whenever uh, you were playing with Jeremiah, like in the the train yards and and stuff like that, right? Uh, was your voice as low as it is now? I didn't speak until I left the farm. You you didn't speak until you left the farm. Mm, I had a mean daddy. I grew up on a charcoal farm in Bakersfield. Really? My daddy was mean as he was black. I'm not really sure what that means. Well, it was a charcoal farm. You ever seen charcoal before, dumbass? Oh, okay, okay. I Charcoal's it was... black, dumbass. <laughs> black is black to hey, me. Listen, Digger, you don't have to call me a dumbass on my show. I don't think it's a good look for the show. I don't have to do anything I don't want to do, so why don't you straighten up and fly right? Okay, yeah, I'll fly right. Uh, now, if with your permission, I'm uh-huh. going to take a phone call from your dad right now. Go ahead. You can try, but it might not be him. He's dead. Uh, okay, let's see if it's actually him or not. Okay. Hello? Hello? Jeremiah, son, on, on Jeremiah Wonders. Hey, what's up? This hey. is Dicker. Hey, I, I, know, I know who my son is. I know how the sound of my son's voice sounds like. Well, I wish you did, actually. Oh, you don't think I did a good enough job raising you, huh? Nope, don't think you did at all. Oh, you think you sure as shit do a better job as your daddy? Well, no, that's actually literally impossible for the son to raise himself as a father. Oh, you trying to get 
smart with me, boy? Next, are you going to be trying to explain what a computer is to me? I'll explain, I'll explain what a hand feels like inside your mouth once I'm pulling out a tooth. Oh, really? You want to fight your daddy? You want to go right now? I'll take the asshole, asshole hairs out your ass and put them on your butt. I'll, I'll take the butthole arm hair off of your head and put them in your eyes. I'll scrape a skin cell off from inside your throat, send it to a lab, have it grown into another throat, and make you eat that throat that got grown. I'll take your nose inside out and make you look at it the inside of your eyeballs inside of it after I pull out your butt through your ears. I'll bust your lip. You've gone too far with I'll that bust last your, one. I'll bust your lip with a toe. What? You I'll, will not kick me with your pinky toe and make my lip bleed. I'll tell you that much because guess what? I know karate. I'll come at you with double chop, teach you how to spin. I'll spin you through a John Deere so quickly that your blood will scream for the centuries to come where your mother will hear it after your grave is shallow. I'll make you dance like a honey bun. <laughs> I think we lost your dad. I don't know. Yep, he's out of here. I gotta head out of here too. You know what? I got I gotta take Tom Cruise up to Temecula. We're shooting Mission Impossible Nine right now today. It was great to have you Good luck with those pewters, monks. I'll tell you what, you might as well stick to that black bread, molasses, and good quality beer. That's a computer in itself. All right, Dicker Troy. Uh, that was oh, cool. That was crazy. Man, <clears throat> we had a lot going on there in a short amount of time. Yeah. Um, Dicker called in. His dad. Uh, His dad did, really? The, did the monks oh. leave or not? We are still here. They're sort of omnipresent, eh? I guess so. Uh, I thought they were going to leave, but I guess they just can kind of show up whenever they want. Yeah. They can just, that's what, the joy of being a monk. Yeah. This uh, brings us to our next segment Pizza Party. So we just had some sausage and pepperoni pizza. Delicious. From Joe's Pizza in uh, West Hollywood. Hey, I'm Joe. Uh, is Joe calling in? Oh, I think he's trying to, to call uh, in here, Joe, isn't he? Yeah, I think Joe's trying to call into the show right now. Oh, really? Is he trying to call in here? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I, is this is, uh, is this um is this Joe? Hey, what's up? This is Joe from Joe's Pizza. Um, wow, your your voice is uh is, is really high, Joe. Yeah, you know what? I got a cold, so kiss my ass. Oh, wow, and and you're so clear on the podcast. It's like you you patched in. You didn't even. It might be like a Skype thing or yeah, something. Yeah, it's a Skype thing. I got good Wi-Fi here at the store. Yeah, the audio is super crisp. I, well, I like it, though. I like it. You like it? Because I might I might have to turn the Wi-Fi off real quick. Hold on a second. I have to turn the freaking Wi-Fi off. Hold on a second here. I got to turn the freaking microphone. Okay. Yeah, the Wi-Fi is, the Wi-Fi is messed. The Wi-Fi is messing up. Hold on a second. <laughs> okay. Uh, Joe? Uh, hello? <laughs> Joe? Something's wrong with the Wi-Fi, obviously. I hope that you could, are still able to see this uh, uh, video. Joe. Hey, what's up? Sorry about that. The Wi-Fi was all screwed up. Wow. Uh, yeah, you, you didn't even sound like yourself for a moment there, Joe. Yeah, I had a, my brother was here for a minute, and he's got a really bad cold. When he gets a cold, his voice gets really high. Okay. Well, uh, it's, it's, it's great to have you on the show. Thanks for supplying uh, and sponsoring Jeremiah Wonders with amazing pizza every Happy week. Happy to do it. It's easy. It's fun. I like it. You know, what can I say? I like you. I like pizza. When you put the two together, it gets, it's like glue and glue. Glue and glue. And and I can't think of anything that sticks to, together better than glue and glue. Yeah, people always say I stick to you like uh, something on glue. But you know what I always say is uh, I, some, I stick to this like glue and on glue. 
<laughs> I think that's a, a brilliant observation. Yeah, you know, I'm making a glue pizza. How about that, huh? <laughs> Just kidding. Nobody would want that. <laughs> now, Joe, did you have any uh, suggestions for Johnny to try anything on the menu whenever he comes by there? Uh, yeah, here's what he used to do, Johnny. Can you hear me, Johnny? Yeah, I'm right here, man. What's up? Okay, I want you to come down to my pizza place. I got three locations. I got one in West Hollywood, I got one in Hollywood, and I also got one in, uh, I think it's down by the beach or something like that. Okay, you don't know where your pizza places are? <laughs> I know where they are. I just, you know, how about you know where you are and I know where I am and you just shut the hell up. Johnny, try not to offend I'm, Joe. I'm not. Like, I just asked. You, I just thought you might know where you got to respect are. your elders, man. This is not cool. You you, you kind of interrogating Is he my elder? I think he is. Yeah, I'm fucking 42. Okay, I'm not 42. Well, yeah. there you go. Obviously, he's an elder. Got it. Okay, so uh, what you're going to do, all I'm going to recommend you do is you come on down. You uh, you tell me your name when you see me. You see me because I'll be having that shirt on that says it's me. Oh, what is that? You mean to have a shirt that, says, shirt that says Joe on it? Yeah, it's got a Joe with an arrow pointing at my freaking face, dumbass. Okay, you got it. You come on down, here's what, here's what I recommend you have. You have whatever the frick you want, because that's what we do here. Whatever you want, we got it for you. That's what it actually says on the t-shirt sometimes, is whatever wow. the frick you want. So I just come on down and have whatever the, whatever the, the Joe's, frick. Joe's, whatever the frick you want. Okay, man, I'll come on down and I'll have uh, whatever the, the frick I want. Yeah, you, I, we do margarita too. I love margarita. <laughs> I love Neapolitan stuff. Yeah, Naples is a, is a beautiful place. You've been to Napoli? I haven't been there. No, I've been to, I've been to Northern Italy. Pizza was great. Yeah. You okay. ever seen a nice perky set of Naples before? Talking about nipples? Uh, Naples, yeah. Yeah, I think it's a different thing, you know. Oh, Jeremiah, okay. you're a good kid, though. Oh, good guy. Thanks, good Joe. Good kid. Keep playing the saxophone. Keep keep making old, old soprano proud, okay? Oh, I will. All right, man. That was... Uh, well, bye. Thanks, Joe. Yeah, Joe. Joe from Joe's Pizza, everybody. I was wondering when he was going to call in for the first time, and that's one of the first times he's called in. So That's it, crazy. It's, it's cool that, you know... We, we got Johnny Pemberton and Joe on the same show. What a fun guy. He's really fun. He's a uh-huh. really good dude. Now, like this may sound like a silly question, but during pizza party, uh, I used to do this thing where we would eat the pizza on the show. People uh-huh. were complaining about the, the chewing noises. So uh, I rather yeah. would just talk about pizza. Do you have a, a good, fun memory attached that like takes you back to childhood with yeah. pizza? I have a great one, actually. So I used to be like a, a picky eater. Not used to be, still am. Yeah, you said no mushrooms or onions uh, whenever we were texting back and it's forth. True. And I didn't text this back, but I was like, a man after my own heart, I don't like either of those things either. Yeah. I mean, I like them, but they don't like me. You know right. Saying? I don't know what I'm So I went to Italy with my dad because he had to go there for work. And we went to this pizza place by the hotel. And uh, I ordered a pizza. And these guys were like listening to some soccer game and they were going fucking nuts, right? Like, oh, oh, like like cartoon shit. Yeah. And they ordered this pizza and I ate the whole goddamn cheese pizza. It was like really greasy, covered in olive oil, had basil on it. It was like a plain cheese pizza. It was so goddamn good. But man, it was super thin, right? But I couldn't stop eating it. I ate the whole pizza. My dad was like, what's, what's going into you? What's, what, what's going on here? You're eating the whole pizza. I was like, dude, it's just really good. And I realized that I'm just not so much. I don't have a small appetite. I just don't like to eat things I don't like to eat. And I ate that whole fucking pizza, dude. dude the whole freaking pizza the in whole Rome. Freaking thing. In Rome, baby. It was in Rome. When in Rome, eat the whole pizza. Man. 
Kevin McAllister style. What a great story, Cheese huh? pizza to yourself. God, what a great story that was, huh? Hey, man, that was that was fun. One of the most interesting stories I've ever heard a person tell was the one I just <laughs> told right now. Wow, just breathtakingly interesting. Oh, man, could you, could you come on? Just to go on tour, tell that story. What was the story about? Hey, it was about one time you ate a whole pizza. You ate a whole when pizza, you were, Johnny? When you, and your dad didn't expect you to eat that much. Wow, what a story, Johnny. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Please come back to Pizza Party. You're so interesting. Oh, my fucking God. You ate a whole pizza. Holy shit. Wow. Wow. I can't believe this. How am I going to go on my regular life now that I know that you, as a person who was smaller than you are now, which is not that big, ate a whole super thin crust pizza? I think, I think we have a, a, a caller right now. Uh, hello? I'll caller? take him. Anything who, would bump who, that. Who's this? Hi. Um, I, uh, this, is just, uh, this is Ralph. Hey, Ralph. Hey, I just, uh, I just heard your pizza story, oh, cool. um, your pizza party story right. on Jeremiah Wonders, and I just want to say you're an inspiration. Oh, thank you. What, uh, what, how did I inspire you exactly? I'm just curious. I never thought that I, as a little kid, um, six years old, would ever be able to eat a pizza all by myself, and after hearing your story, oh. I think I can do it. That's so cool. Yeah, you know what? I think it's all about having that good flavor, that good taste. And once you get it in your mouth, it's just like you want to just keep getting that taste. Yeah, I love good taste in my mouth. Mm, yeah. Yum, yum. When you get a good taste, you just want to keep coming back. You want to get it here. You get to here. It gets to here. It gets to here. It gets to here. It gets to here. I can't see uh, where you're pointing, but okay, I'll have to look at the video later. I'm talking to the corners of my mouth, like the deep, the, the deep regions. Oh. Yeah, when you're in deep regions and you go in there, it's just like a wicked, it's a wicked hot down. Hot down. Hot, not town down. Yeah. Hot downtown flavors. Yeah, because it's all about the taste buds. When you stimulate them, they're just like, hey, baby, keep it coming. Like, unload that truck. Back up the dump truck. Beep, 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 beep. Unload that flavor into my mouth. You know, I got another story about pizza real quick. Okay, I'll tell you this real quick. In college, I went to college in Florida State University. They had a pizza place called Momo's. Is that a big party school? Fucking the biggest. Dude, the, the freaking biggest. biggest, dude. You have no idea how much we partied at Florida State University. I mean, University. honestly, what I heard was that they don't even put Florida State on the freaking thing anymore because it it offsets... It's like putting a gorilla in the MMA. It's not even fair. <laughs> it's not even... You know what? I heard that they made an actual ban on glass cups there you gotta have party solo red cups solo in every household glass is not even allowed you there you gotta have a house you cup. gotta have oh a my house god cup. you got a house cup come on in bro you can go straight to the keg you also, know about a house cup what is a house cup jeremiah this is cool man see i don't i forget the how much i know about partying and college stuff i don't look like it seem like a hipster dude yeah but you you've been through it man i'll tell you what a house cup is okay what to, is a house when cup? you go to a kegger at someone's house familiar you will have a couple cups that are called house cups mm-hmm. that mean that the person lives there or they have privileges there and that they get to jump the keg line because they got the house cup. Wow. Everyone else has got the regular cups. House cups like a special color or it's been written on or it's like a thing. Or, shows or it's like bejeweled or something. Some sort of thing. Yeah. If you go to a big kegger, it, you you got to have a house cup. Otherwise, you're going to be waiting in line for that fucking shit beer. Wow, I can't wait for this kind of treatment. Oh, I didn't even know that you were... Uh... Oh, he's still online. Yeah, I, 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 I'm so excited. You can't wait. Go to a party school. It's going to be great. I'm, I can tell you all about doing keg stands. Keg stands are a great, fun thing to do. 
Uh, last time I did a kickstand was in the back room at UCB, and then I heckled Jezelnik. It was really fun. Heck yeah. yeah. I like that a lot. So you're Florida State. You said you got a, another pizza story. Yeah. We used to go to Momo's Pizza. Momo's. And it was great because it was like super hip. It was, you get beer there, and all the girls who worked there were super hot, even though they probably weren't just hot. They were hot by virtue of working there. And I went there. Um, I created something there that still stands today. It's something called Flavor Zones. What you do, you got your oregano, you got your garlic salt, you got your parmesan, you got your chili. And you've also got, that's the, typically the four, those are the, that's the four. It's part of the, the, the pyramid of ingredients right. for toppers for pizzas. So what you do, you got this, Momo's had big slices, like fucking huge, big old slices. How big we talking? We're talking about a slice that's probably about Big twice. as my freaking face? Yeah, bigger. Like bigger? really big slices. That was okay. the whole thing. They were really good. And what you do is you create flavor zones. So you build, you go like garlic salt along the back line. You do parm up the middle and maybe across. You do a couple. So basically what happens is you do a bunch of lines. You make a pizza grid almost. Sort of like a grid, but more like a freestyle grid. We have different lines. If a line of garlic salt, line of oregano, line of parm, line of um, chili. And they have different points of intersection. And every <sighs> so you basically you have about, if you do it right, I think you can have about 16 different slices of pizza. Because some one bite will be... A mixture of the regular pizza with the garlic salt and the oregano. And one will be a mixture of the parm and the chili. One might be a mixture of the garlic salt and the parm. One might be a mixture of the oregano and the chili and the garlic salt. So it's like this thing where every bite is a new zone. Dude, you're blowing my mind right now. It's called Flavor Zones, dude. And you guess what? Wow, you're such... You're... <coughs> sorry. You're such an inspiration. Thanks, man. Just uh, go ahead. What keeps going on with your phone uh, on the other line, Ralph? It, like, you're clear, and then it the sounds like you're... I think it's a Wi-Fi issue, yeah. Yeah, it's probably the Wi-Fi. It just keeps cutting in and out, you know what I mean? That could be what it is. Yeah, definitely. I think that uh, that's... I think a lot of people are going to try to do those... those... Hey, it's Joe again. Oh, hey, hey, Joe. What's going on? Uh, Oh no! <laughs> you wait. <laughs> did you call back in? Did Did you call back in just to let me know that you have Wi-Fi problems? <laughs> okay. I'll have to tell Ralph. <laughs> I didn't even know that the Joes was near a put. <laughs> Oh my God! Get off the phone, please. Get off, Joe. Get off the phone. It's time for I'm. I'll call you back later whenever the Wi-Fi clears up. Okay. Okay. Oh, it's it, it's it's getting worse. Wow, too. that was bad, man. That was truly terrible. That was pretty rough, man. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. 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 <laughs> well, this concludes pizza party. I love pizza. It's good. I love pizza. Mm. I love pizza. Yes, we do. Even though it's got cheese in it. You ever had cheeseless pizza before? I don't like it. You ever had it? You've had it though, huh? Yeah. I had it one time. This hippie dude at Guitar Camp tried to talk us into getting cheeseless pizza as uh, delivery, and it was actually pretty good. Was but, it? But that's because he sold it so hard, man. He was like a good salesman. This hippie dude. Sometimes, you know, sometimes if you sell it right, then yeah, you get you you become I dude, I just had salad pizza. For the first time, tell uh, me about a couple it. months ago, really good. Surprisingly, uh huh. 
a lot of lettuce, uh, a lot of like, there's literally like a dressing on top of it, Ooh. on top of the bread. Uh, Gray Block Pizza over in Santa Monica, they have it. Red sauce? Uh, no, it's no not sauce. like yeah, it's it's like the the vinaigrette or whatever is on top <sighs> is the dressing for it. Here's so. what I gotta say about that. <sighs> I give that five out of five. <sighs> really good. Yeah, bro. Let's get into this next segment. Okay. Fanning out. Fanning out. Questions from fans. Fanning out. I reached out to the Twitterverse and Instagram and asked people if they could ask Johnny Pemberton any question, what would it be? What would it be? Wait, the monks. The monks are back? We're back, but we're about to leave. Wait, wait, uh, don't leave. <laughs> you just wanted to, to, to say that, that you, you want to say goodbye before you left. We want to say Wait, wait, wait. The apocalypse is uh, coming? I don't think it's coming. Yes, it is. Okay. You've been saying that for a long time, baby. <laughs> well, that's all we have. <laughs> okay. See you guys have. later. All right. We'll see the monks later. They're kind of omnipresent. They can come back at any moment. Yeah. But um, uh, let's get into this uh, first question. This is... Um, uh, yeah. At King of Something Arbitrary on, on Instagram... That's a cool name. I like it. Uh, who are the best Overwatch players of the comedy realm? Other Ooh, than Christ. Pemberton, of course. I don't think I'm the best, but I think I'm pretty damn good. God, it's kind of embarrassing that. I, who are the best? I don't honestly. I don't know. Yeah. I think it's one of those things where I purposefully keep that separate because it's like a, a very nice, simple form of decompression. Yeah. Do you play that game? No, I don't. Do you know what it is? No. Uh, for, and so for me and, oh. and the listeners, what what is the game? Overwatch is a uh, a what do you call this? It's a, called a what's Call of Duty called? It's an online multiplayer. Yeah. It's My brother multiplayer. and I play that a lot. Okay, a well, lot it's of Call like of Call of Duty, but yeah. it's designed by Blizzard. You know, Blizzard is Blizzard makes the mm-hmm. game called World of Warcraft. Yep. So it's very colorful and it's uh it's it's a wonderfully designed game. It's like a game where. There's people who play it um, for a living. They play it for a living. All they have competitive Overwatch teams actually play in Burbank. They have they're it's a big deal. Mm. It's like an actual big deal, and uh, that's what the game is. It's just that, but it's instead of Call of Duty where you re- you level up and you get access to more more weapons and things. With Overwatch, everything is equal. So it's all about your ability to play. Oh. And it's all different characters. It's really fun. Okay. I'll uh I'll tell my brother to yeah. check it out. He he's still he's still games. He'll quite suck a bit. you in, baby. You'll be done. You're done. You're freaking done. Freaking done. Uh, at yeah. Eel J Brain from Instagram asks, "What's in your garden, Johnny?" Right now, my garden is super overgrown. I'm about to about to cut it down. I have a bunch of arugula. It's all gone to seed and flower. I have a ton of fava beans I need to harvest, but I haven't been because I've been sick and lazy. I feel like anytime you say fava beans, you have to go. I know. It's fava. I actually call them broad beans because fava beans have such a connotation now with Silence of the Lambs. I have a bunch of broad beans. Is that weird that anytime somebody mentions a, a bean, it's instantly referred to from a movie? Like people instantly think that? It's because like, it's. Listen, yeah. it's in my garden. Don't say that. Favas are a fucking. They're a beautiful plant. They really are. They look like little aliens. They're, they're just. They're wonderful. Uh, I, it's the first time I've ever grown favas. I got these seeds. I got these Italian seeds. 
There's this company called, I can't think of what they're called, but they're this beautiful package Italian seed company. Uh, I grew that. I grew some peas this year. I grew a bunch of peas, but those are all also ready to be cut down. I've got a lot of dill. And uh, I had spinach, but spinach has all gone to seed as well. This sounds like a pretty reasonably sized garden. It's not that big, but it, I mean, I've had bigger gardens. I can manage a pretty fucking big garden. When did you start gardening as, a, as like a hobby or a passion? Probably about 15 years ago. Wow. I'm, I'm pretty into it. I like I like it almost as much as anything else. I find it to be infinitely fascinating. Wow. I think that uh, seeing a seed come out of the ground is basically, it's one of the things I feel like is linked to the human genome in terms of excitement. Like there's something about seeing something that you fostered that it's almost, I mean, it's, I don't know what it is. There's something about seeing a seed break the ground that you've planted that is just, it feels, there's nothing that feels that good. It's just this, it's like this weird combination of excitement and potential and beauty. It's like just because you think about a seed, a seed is such a crazy thing. It's like this little, it's like a little computer basically. Now, do you have a desire to have children? Uh, yeah, I guess so. I mean, we all do. If you say you don't, you're just denying. We all, it's all programmed into our, our brains to want kids. Into the DNA. I think it is. I guess, you know, I want, I kind of do. Because the way you were don't. talking about the, the plants kind of, right. you know could be you know you're seeing them grow and evolve it's true. and it's like oh okay but there's something about plants that's different because they're it's like a little alien people talk about aliens being one way but i really honestly god think that we already have aliens in the form of all these different plants and fungus there's so many weird plants out there that are just like are you kidding me this is a real thing like they're so infinitely bizarre. Well, some of the weird animals that we have, especially the deep, how whenever oh. you start going really deep into the ocean and everything, you start looking at it and you're like, this "Oh, is, this is this doesn't even seem like it's of this planet." Yeah, it lives. It has completely different uh, um, interests than anything you've ever known. Yeah, plants are similar to that too. Uh, this is just funny because it's such a vague question, but it might trigger something at Isaac Newton underscore Levine on Instagram. Ask him something about Duncan Trussell. <laughs> cool. Well, that you, that's on you then. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you something about Duncan Trussell. Right. Um, what is your weirdest story that you, that you have, uh, with Duncan? I don't know, man. Or weirdest experience or, um, a weird memory. I don't know. I think anything I think is weird is probably not that weird. Yeah. And vice versa. Or crazy or anything that's like uh, something like abstract that's happened or something that you guys have learned together or gone through together. God, I'm trying to think here. I mean, I don't know, man. We've been on tour a bunch together. So uh, maybe tell uh, us a little moment, a little vignette of uh, of something fun that happened on the road when whenever you guys were on the road together. God, I'm so, so bad at that kind of stuff because I can't remember because a lot of stuff doesn't stick out to me because it seems sort of normal or or it's something where I feel like I shouldn't talk about it or it's, I don't know. All I can think about is when we were leaving Australia where we're super tired from partying the entire day, tasting wine and then going to a comedy show and taking speed. <laughs> And, uh, and all this is completely normal. It was kind of, you know, you're in, you're in New Zealand, so it's like, of course you're going to go wine tasting. Um, I think it was weird that, I don't know, Duncan and I have been fooling around, like we joke about stuff for so long. Like I've been, I don't know, I guess uh, maybe the weirdest thing is sometimes we'll just talk in character for like an hour. Oh, that's fun. Like it's just, it's for like an, a full hour of just pretending to be Uncle Jed and Kimmy. 
Who plays Uncle Jed? Who plays Kimmy? Those are the ones. I just made those up. Oh, okay. Yeah. But something like that. Something like that. Okay. Well, yeah. the speed and wine thing after well, being in New Zealand. We were in New Zealand. Went to Waheke Island and had a bunch of wine. It was wonderful. And then How uh, does speed and wine pair? The as good as anything that ever has paired before. Really? When I say speed, I mean Adderall. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. If you... Uh, I mean, it's it's truly a perfect pairing. Okay. Daytime. Daytime so, wine tasting with a, a moderate <laughs> amount of... Of, of Adderall. Of pharmaceutical methamphetamine. Sorry, pharmaceutical amphetamine, which can be Vivance or Adderall. I think Vivance works better because it's metabolized. But uh, you mix those two and it's just... It's a very... Like it's not like a wild thing. It's just a, just a sustaining. You know, joy. it would pair very good with this oak cherry wine. A little bit of Adderall. Yes, I think so. Just a, just a hint. Maybe some. Uh, maybe some uh, South Bolivian uh, Adderall mixed with. Oh, you some... mean crow crame? <laughs> crow crame. Yes, if it's, that's what you call it, perhaps. I say no thanks to crow crame. Crow Crane. Where, now, where can I get this Crow Crane from? Well, you can call up a guy. Actually, I don't know where you get any Crow Crane. I don't know anywhere you get any Crow Crane. Uh, trust me, I have the financial stability. If you tell me where I can find this Crow Crane that you so highly speak of. I know somebody. I can get you whatever you need, honey. Wow! Uh, again, another person who just patched in the show. I think our, uh, I think the connection here is. In, I think I have really good Wi-Fi. Yeah, I'm on Wi-Fi all the time. Now, uh, you want Crow Crane? I got it for you. Okay. Uh, who the hell are you? Yeah, who are you? First of all, um, you have to state your name. Uh, you can't just barge in to the hack the Wi-Fi yeah, and state just your take name. over the show. I'll tell you my name. My name is Tippy Sniphauser. Tippy Sniphauser. Tippy Sniphauser. Okay, that sounds, that's an interesting name. Where are you from? I live in Mobile, Alabama, right where the water meets the wine. Okay, let me try okay, to... Okay, I don't let, know about this lady. Let me try to get that wine taster back on the phone. Okay. Yes, it's me, Randolph. Um, question again to Tippy, is it? Yeah, it's Tippy. Now, where can I get this crew cream that you keep speaking of? You got to come down to where I live, okay? I got crow cream underneath the house. Come on down to where I live, and I'll hook you up, Gunny. I'll hook you up, sweetheart. I'll hook you up good. I'll shoot it into your veins with a piece of liquid snapper. Now, what is a snapper? I've never heard of it, and I don't know if I want to shoot anything into my veins or not. Well, here's how it works. What you do is you take a, take a safety pin, and then you take a, a, take a little eyedropper, and you take yourself a, a tourniquet. You tourniquet your arm. You poke a little... I don't think tourniquet is the proper way of saying it. Well, guess what? Continue. If you know what I'm saying, if you understand what I mean, then I guess it's proper. Okay, I guess so. You tourniquet your arm and you pop a little hole in your... And pop a little hole in your vein with the, with the safety pin. Then you suckle up that little eyedropper to the hole and you squeeze in the crow cream. Okay. And that's how you shoot it in. It's cleaner. You can throw away all that stuff, and you don't have to reuse a needle from some dirty boy. Wow, it looks like Crow Crame is going to be part of my new regimen. Thank you so much. Okay, I got to go. I got to go tend to my dogs. Me too. Bye. Wow, that was, that was uh, strange beyond belief. That was uh, really weird that 
did we even have to be here while they were having that conversation? No, like, we I didn't. I think they could have had it on their own time, but sometimes it feels good to, you know, for you and I to connect friends. Yeah, I like connecting. Yeah. Yeah. What's What else you got in that document? I'm oh, ready. To, I, like, I, I like answering questions. You know, I, I do. I, I don't know what it is about questions. It's fun to answer questions. Right? It's good. So, um, this is, uh, this, this is from at Jeffro. Oh, Jeffro. A dot I dot I. Well, Ask him about the Taco Dixon incident, please. Jesus Christ. I'm trying to think what Taco Dixon even comes from. It's probably a riff from a uh, old podcast or something. Yeah. yeah. Everything in my, everything that people remind me about is always a riff from an old podcast. And anytime I say and you're something, you're like, uh, that was improv. I, I don't, I don't know. It's gone. It's, it's like, it's like spitting in the ocean. Can you, where's that spit that you put in the ocean? Yeah. Well, it's in the ocean somewhere. Somewhere. Let me just, uh, you know, I know, Taco it, it, I know it happened, but well, uh, well, let's try this one at, uh, maybe things about Taco Rico. Taco Rico is a different thing, but yeah. Yeah. What's Taco Rico? I don't know. It's just something else. I tend to something, say some of the riff. Tend to say the word Taco Rico. Okay. Uh, at Revelot's finest, Johnny, can you spit a quick freestyle for us? <sighs> I guess I could. I need a beat. Let me try to do this. I've okay. never done this before. I mean, I could. Wait. I, I can. I'm not really in season right now, to be honest. Let me try to do this. All right. Let's be quiet for a quick second. Okay. Okay. This is a very hard thing to do. You're trying to create a loop, I understand. Yeah, I'm trying to create a loop. I don't know if I did it. Nope. No. Dogs. Dogs. Boo. Boo. Dog. I don't know how to do it either. Yeah. I don't know. I. Well, man. Well, we tried. Well, I think I'm. There's got to be. Oh, no, no, no. Here we go. Making Georgia. Here we go. Making Georgia. <laughs> Here we go. Making Georgia. <laughs> okay. Try now. Try now. I'll try now. I mean, you're getting so, there. I'm getting there. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to. <laughs> this is so funny. It's so, I'm getting there. I'm gonna. Have oh, to, now, oh we're still, now we're still. Now we're still looping. Recording. This is. This wait, is so what funny. is? Wait, what is happening right I'm now? There. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna oh, have to. Now I'm we're still looping. This is. Wait, oh my God, we're in the wait, simulation. No, what's happening? I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to. Oh, now we're still looping. My baby's got a double butt. What? It's getting crazy. It's enough. Gotta, gotta, gotta get it, get it, gotta get it, gotta, gotta, gotta get it, gotta get it, get it. Crack a toe, I got a dick I wanna show ya. That was fun. That was fun. All right, now I'll just I'll just do a beatbox with my mouth. Okay. And and we'll do it from there.
It's this mic though, right? Yeah. Oh. Or you can do it. You, yeah, you can do it from there. Okay. Do All right, here we go. We're, we're troubleshooting, guys. Here we go. We'll do this. All right. Oh, now I'm going to do the freestyle right now. Oh. Blade me. You got a fucking baby. Come downstairs and just lay me. I got a pillow made of bad little butts. I'm coming downstairs and I'm doing all the cuts. Got breakfast ready for your dad. I'm feeling extra fucking sad because he left me on the doorstep with the big butt. Coming on his face like a big old shut. I'm a cracker toe a crackle. Big backle. Got a fucking spackle. Jizz made a snack hole. I made a snack hole in the bathroom. Put your pizza in there. Make a new hole. on boost. Boost boast. Got the coast to coast. I got the coast to most. I got the crows in the nest. But when your breast. Oh my God, check it out. She got three breasts. Got the nipple on the crosstalk. Big bark hawk. Oh my God, I got the chalk made of sky. Okay. Nothing else. Oh man, yeah, Johnny Pemberton rapping on freestyling, son. I'm not in the flow right now. It's a thing. No, you. If you're in the flow, you were riding that flow. But I haven't been listening and thinking about it. It's a thing. If you have, you have to be like always listening and thinking about it. Otherwise, you you lose the feel. You lose that feel, that vibe. That was good though. Thanks, man. Yeah, that was a weird uh, a loop thing that happened. It was, but but that was uh, was still fun. It was fun. (laughs) Uh. This is from, uh, let's try this one. Oh, th- this was an interesting one. What's at Blake? At Blake. At Blake Kincaid. What's the most depressed you've ever gotten? Does it still happen? And what do you do to combat it? I don't know how to measure what the most is. Um, yeah, I don't know if you can technically quantify. Yeah, or qual- yeah, there's probably some medical scale. I guess what I do about it is I sometimes, if I do, I just go like, "Hey, this is ridiculous." Um, I'm trying to think. I think I don't know. I guess it depends. You know, I think exercise is the key. If I if I can exercise, that usually always helps. Like exercise, like a like an extreme amount. Like I have to beat myself. Like I'm like I run like seven or eight miles, and then. That always really seems to help quite a bit. That or um, cleaning something, cleaning up something, like doing something. I remember read somewhere once that the best thing you can do is the thing. You never feel better than if after you do the thing you don't want to do. You've been putting off doing something like that. Like yeah. you're putting something off and you just do it. There's some better way to say it. Something about how like you basically hate doing this. Almost like making yourself kind of busy and making yourself do a task or something to kind yeah. of get you out of that funk. Yeah, because almost so much of that stuff is is like this thing where you have the time so your brain sort of uh, attacks itself. And if you don't have, if you have the, uh, if you can find a way to not allow yourself the time to, to think about something, to dwell on something, that's how you escape the pattern of negativity. I think that's a good way. Also, a lot of people swear by helping other people. Even if it's for, even for selfish reasons, like I'm going to help someone else. Bobby Lee uh, talked about exactly that on the, this podcast. Uh, yeah. Whenever I had him on, where he to get him out of depression and to get him out of feeling bad, even if it's for selfish reasons. Yeah, he feels better by helping people. Yeah, and he's he's. I mean, he helps a lot of people. What does he do? Like volunteer or something? What's his What's his uh, no, go to? He's more like I, I don't know what he does on that scape of things, but. He's just really good to other comics. Yeah. Like he, he like if if he can he tell somebody's good. struggling or like 
Like he's bought me so many meals whenever right. I had no money, and he's done right. that for hundreds of comics. And he'll take young comics on the road with them to get them, right? And, you know, give to build their confidence, right? And, yeah, he's really good about. I think that's an like important that. thing too. Is you also gotta if you got if you have money, you gotta spend it. Yeah, yeah, that's what it's for. Yeah, I mean, if you it's just for spending. Save it, I mean, uh, it's like if you got fucking TV money, buy everyone drinks. Yeah, why not? Uh, now this, I had multiple questions about this. I'm going to generalize because some of them were kind of weird questions, but, um, uh, uh, multiple people asked about your colostomy bag. Oh, cool. Um, (laughs) how, uh, how long have you had a colostomy bag? Well, I don't have one now, Okay. but I had one for about 10 weeks. I guess it was 2004 or something like that. No, 2001. Mm -hmm. I always forget what year it is. Yeah. I had it for, uh, about 10 weeks. Well, between different surgeries, I have my colon removed. Whoa. And before you can have everything hooked back up again, you have a colostomy bag. And you have that for, yeah, 10 weeks. And then um, they hook everything back up together and you start pooping out your butt hole, your anus again. And uh, yeah, you have a colostomy bag for 10 weeks. And it's it's something where it's terrible at first. Like it really is. Like, oh, this sucks. But if, you know, nothing's that bad if you know it's going to end. Yeah. So, but there are people who live with them their entire lives, and those people, they manage to get by. They they, right. they fly what, airplanes hard, and shit. How hard was that experience for you for those ten weeks that that transitioning moment? It was hard. I was pretty young though. I was like nineteen, so I think you can do a lot of stuff when you're younger. You don't realize, yeah, because you're not setting your ways as much. You're more flexible. You're just generally. Everything about you is yeah, more flexible. Yeah, you can under you ha- you can undertake a little bit more. You're like yeah, oh, whatever, this will pass. I'm not going to let this get to me too much. Yeah. Um, it was really hard. It was a thing where it was, there was sometimes it was really difficult just because it's like, it's very depressing. It's like a thing where you just, I've never felt so uh, isolated and encumbered by something. It's It takes away a lot of your freedom. Yeah. And it feels like a thing, it's a very embarrassing situation. So something where you just feel... Yeah, if you, where, where does it go exactly it goes, on like um, like is is it it's like a, a loose like almost fanny pack kind of thing well, that you have to wear like above no, your stomach? I think there's different models of it, but yeah. mine works as a thing. You have a thing called a stoma, which is the it's basically like a like a new anus. It's like a little. It looks like a little sort of red donut of sorts that uh, it comes out of your your abdomen your abdominal wall. So they take the end of the small intestine and they and they attach they sew it onto the uh, exterior of the abdominal wall, and so that's where the your that's where your digestive system exits. So it's right about here, which is like I'm trying to think. If it, it's uh, basically just to the right and below your belly button. Mm-hmm. So it's about like about maybe four inches to the right of the belly button and about an inch below it. And they have a big scar there, about four inches wide scar where the where the stoma was, and the stoma. That's where it comes out. So what we do get the colostomy bag is attached to that. There's like a little, it's like a special type of sticker. Then the sticker goes around it, and that's, on the sticker is like a plastic, almost like a like an attachment, like a pipe flange, or like a almost some sort of a thing that's like threaded, especially for the colostomy bag to attach onto it. And that attaches onto that, and you have a bag that hangs from there. And it's like a really strong adhesive. You change it like every three days or so. That's the hardest thing is having to change that shit. Yeah, it's like a very sensitive area. You have to keep it very clean and dry. All that crap sucks because you have to. You just have to spend. Have to be. Have to get good at cleaning it and drying it and all that stuff. So that sucks. But then you, yeah, you, you have it attached to that, 
and it um it just shit fills up in there and then you it has a opening in the bottom and you open it up and dump out the toilet when you sit down. It's one of those things where also when you see it, I have a whole long joke and a whole a whole bit about this. I have a whole bit about this in my act. In your act? About how your written material. Yeah. About how incredibly um how incredibly uh rudimentary and non sign non like NASA the this the technology is. Oh it's, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. wow, this is this is not like there's no like pump like a and sucks it out. No, it's it literally comes out from gravity and it's closed at the bottom with something that's not that different than like a chip clip or like a barrette. <laughs> oh, it's like, are you fucking kidding me? This is what's holding back this, like this all me- of this human waste. Yeah. yeah, and it's not just regular human waste too. The waste that comes out there is like it's so foul because it's this weird thing where it's more internal. It's just you're you've interrupted the body's natural process. Gotcha. So you're catching it when it's not meant to be seen. It's like seeing it's like if a baby comes out after it's been in the womb for a month. It's like, oh, it's not ready Super yet. Super premature. This is yeah. this is not ready. Same with the shit. The shit's like, dude, we're still breaking this down. This it's gonna be b- better. Why are you what are you doing here? Why are you in here? The, the lights are off for a reason, kind of thing. Wow. Yeah, it can be. I mean, it also depends on what you eat. I don't know. It's it's so complicated. It's one of those things where <laughs> if I had to do it again, I'd be like, oh, this would be a breeze because I know. I'm just going to live off the most basic foods. I'm not going to eat anything weird. I, I feel like we're a couple of scientists in the lab and we're, we're just like a couple of poop scientists. Yeah. It's like, um, well, uh, at the current temperature and uh, the weather and, and the timing of the lunar eclipse, the poop might come out a little premature if it's on Tuesday. Exactly. It might be chunky. It might see some, might see some seeds in there. Isn't poop that funny talk, how you see poop talk on a podcast? Do you ever see seeds? Ever see seeds? You know, see seeds in your waist. Oh no! Uh-uh. You never see seeds. Oh, I don't think so. Really? Hello? Hello? All we are is just another poop in the stall. Oh, that's a good observation, is that actually. Pink Floyd that's calling in right now. Yeah, is that Roger Waters and his? We only know publication. Ding a ding. Ding a ding. We only know plot control. Ding a ding. Uh uh. Ding a ding. Uh uh. Hey, poopers, leave this poop alone. Okay. Such a All we are is just a not poop in the stall. Man, the ability for I, I think I need to fix the Wi-Fi connection in this house. The, the people are well, hacking good. the show, and it's just super crisp and clear. Yeah, but I mean, man. I'm a fan of Roger Waters, so I guess I I can let that one slide. I mean, you gotta. How can you complain? Yeah. Uh, this is from at Scott Moppin. On Twitter, who's your favorite superhero and why? And if you had to pick one and only one, would it be Duncan Trussell or Brendan Walsh? Well, seeing as neither of those guys are superheroes, I would definitely not pick them. Now it makes me wonder what the, this person clearly does not understand what a superhero is. <laughs> I think that that was like a secondary. I guess I would pick probably any child under nine. There you go. That's any my favorite child, superhero. That any child under nine is your favorite superhero? Yeah, by that guy's definition. I'm just, I'm just sort of deciding that. Well, what, what if it's a secondary question? Like, that's a separate question. So, who's your favorite superhero and why? 
Uh, Are you a big comic book guy? No. I guess, you know, I used to really be into him. My favorite superhero was probably that guy, Pitt, which is an old image comic that never never lasted. I liked Pitt a lot. It was like, I don't think Todd McFarlane did it, but it was just this, it made like 15 issues. I loved Pitt, man. Pitt was rad. He had these big bones that stuck out of his hands. He was big, big dude. Pitt. It's probably going to be Pitt. Look it up. Pit, pit dude. two T's. Pit. If you had to, I think they're referencing as a friend or a person. If you had to pick one and only one, would it be Duncan Trussell or Brendan Walsh? That's kind of a hard question. That's a question where to ask that is to be. Yeah. Don't ask me that. Yeah. Don't. Hey, Scott. Don't freaking ask him that, dude. Scott, come on, man. Scott, what are you freaking doing, Scott, dude? Scott, what are you doing, baby? Come on, babies. Don't make him choose between best friends. Why would I choose anyways? At Poyton PR on Twitter, why are spiders getting bigger? For real. Spiders getting bigger? Why are they getting bigger? Um, they're getting bigger because it's just the nature of radiation that's in the universe. Eventually, they'll be the size of basketballs and be able to go about 45 miles an hour, and they, they will win. And eventually, uh, we're going to be riding spiders uh, oh. from point A to point B to work, you know? They'll be, they'll be riding us, my friend. Wait, what? I think that's what's going to happen. That's my opinion. They, well, I think that eventually, we're going to start being controlled by the arachnid population, yeah. you know? If you ever think about it, spiders really are, they're just, they're just good. Well, they're way stronger than us. Oh, my God. They can carry so much more. Yes. Their transportation is much more efficient. Uh-huh. And uh, they can they've build. got way more limbs. They've got, they can multitask. They're so engineers. Do you want to become a spider with me today? I would love to be a spider. Honest to God, I would love to be a spider. I mean, that'd be cool. I mean, Spider-Man, one of my favorite heroes. He's a good guy. Very good. He's not even that spidery, you know what I mean? Like, Spider-Man could have a lot more spidery things. Um... At MPQ, we'll ask one or two more of these and then we'll get into our final segment. At MPQ2A, um, do a segment called Do You Remember Ten, where you ask questions about him in high school. Okay. Okay, so I guess we'll get... I'm going to call up my, myself on the phone, Who? Uh, my high school self. Okay. Hey, and, man. Hey, it's me in high school. What's up? Wow. Um, this is very interesting. Uh, I guess we're going to start this uh, this segment called... Do you remember ten with Johnny Pemberton? Oh yeah, baby. I'll try my best to remember. Okay, so uh, what um, what was Johnny like in high school? Did you was was uh, would would you put him? Would you classify him into a a section or a popular group as like as like a, a skater, a marching band, an actor, a thespian? Um, well, I went to a small Catholic high school, so things kind of blended a lot. Actually, hey, I'm still there. Uh, I'll tell you this. I like to play. <laughs> That's right. I am talking to Johnny from the past right hey, now. Hey, I'm in the past right now. Um, I hate, I, I hate high school more than anything. It sucks. It's, uh, the rules here with tucking in the shirts are absurd, and I hate having to go to the bathroom all the time here. It sucks. I like playing bass. I like, uh, going to the commons. I like smoking weed, and I like, uh listening to Smashing Pumpkins and probably the Funkadelic. Do you have a current girlfriend right now? Oh, absolutely not. Are you kidding me? There's no way in hell I would have a girlfriend in high school. That's impossible. <laughs> what, a, what an impossible dream. <laughs> do, do, you, uh, do you relate to the Smashing Pumpkins, like, anger and, 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 and visceral? Absolutely. Yeah, I love the Smashing Pumpkins for all those things. I also just like the way they sound and like the... Despite all your rage, are you still just a rat in the cage? Oh uh, yeah, I'd say, but I'm, I'm really more into uh, the previous albums, like like uh, Siamese Dream and Pisces Iscariot and stuff like that. But you know, that was a big album for us back for uh, us. That's a big album for us right now. 
<laughs> for you and your your friends in high school right now. Yeah. You play in a band? Yeah, I played in a band. What the, what um what instrument do you play? play? Ba- I play bass in a jazz band and a rock band. Wow. Jazz trio, which is the same guys. Did you ever record anything? We recorded some stuff. Yeah, we recorded. We we definitely we have some recordings coming up here soon. Mostly covers though. Now I'm gonna ask this. Uh, this is from. Uh, this is still for high school, uh, Johnny. Got it. Uh, at kills the deal. Um, uh, asks on Instagram, what's the size of your member ten? I don't know what that means, but um, yeah, I don't. I don't know how to answer what I don't know. What it, I don't know what the question is. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I think he's uh, asking. Um, I think he's calling your penis a uh, a member, and since it's Johnny Pemberton and member, he's blending the two together. So I think in a weird way, that guy's asking the size of your penis in high school. Hi, I'm in high school right now, so I would never even think to answer <laughs> that question directly. I'd probably like make a bunch of sounds and be like, "Oh, I don't know. Is this uh, what's big? Uh, oh my God! You know what's crazy? It's like, oh, watch this guy. What if the guy was like, uh, I want to go downstairs right now and eat all the tacos, but you can't do that." Oh, guys, we should go outside right now. Oh, okay. What, what happened? Where are we? This has been Do You Ten with Johnny Pemberton. Bye. Uh, bye. Yeah. Wow, that was, that was, I didn't remember, remember being that way. I didn't remember being like that. You didn't You didn't remember that? I didn't remember being like that. No, not at all? No, I didn't remember it. <laughs> I don't remember that. You don't remember that at all? I derbis. You der. Some one time I redurbed that this uh, that son this thing uh, this high two thing and uh, I didn't do it that. I derbis. I one time I robotized that. I derbis about this. I'm very derbis. I derbis. Uh, all time favorite gig. Uh, a lot of people were asking, uh, or a good experience on set. You worked on a lot of different projects over the years, oh, like oh, movies man. and TV. I don't know. I guess there's been so many that have been so fun and great, and they're all different. I think probably my favorite that I can remember was making Paul Rudd laugh so much that he had to get paper towels to wipe up his tears. That's awesome. Was that in Neighborhood Watch? That was in uh, Ant-Man. Ant-Man, that's right. Yeah, I was fucking crushing him, man. I wouldn't let him go. Yeah. It was great. He had to get fucking paper towels from behind the counter because he was... I fucking killed him. Dude, that's got to be a... Very, very good feeling. That felt good. All improvised stuff, which it made it made it in the movie too. That's cool. It's always that always uh, it feels like really good whenever you can get improvised stuff in because you're like, oh, I'm like yeah. really contributing to this role, right? But yeah, then do definitely. You, but then do you feel weird whenever people ask like uh, you in interviews afterwards? Are like, what if that was improvised? Do you feel ever weird like saying like, oh, I, I improvise a lot because you don't want to discredit the writers or anything like that? Or are you just like, eh. No, because I really, I mean, I've been doing this for a long enough to where I really realized that I, you can't improvise well unless the script is really great. Mm-hmm. So any any writer who feels, uh, what do you call it, under, undermined by improvise is, is that's a self-reflective thing. Because the only time, anytime you do improv on something, unless it's like, especially like a, on TV, there's always like a, the whole thing has been built. It's basically like you're the, arch, the writer's architect and you're just like painting the color of it differently. And it's like, wow, look at this building. Look at the color of it. It's like, well, that's just the color of it. It's yeah. just, it's a purely collaborative thing. And to think that one one person is, I mean, if you're the actor, you already do get credit for everything. Like writers don't get a lot of, they get credit among them among themselves, but to the average person who sees you, it's like, oh man, it was so funny in that. 
even if I had nothing to do with anything, if I just said the words were written and just did it, it's still, to me, getting credit for the thing that is not all me. It's not by any means all me. Okay. Final question. At AdventureEmo92, AdventureMo92 on uh, Instagram. Why do you hate garbage trucks? I heard it from everyone. So much garbage truck hate. Yeah, a lot of people are saying this. I don't I don't understand it at all. I mean, it's it's my friend who is who likes garbage trucks. I'm just, I'll call him up real quick and see if I can get him to Yeah, just talk. Re- just real quick. Um, yeah. I, I think that everybody kind of wants to figure out what's hey, going what's on. Hey, what's up? This. Hi, y'all. Hey, what's up? It's Wayne. How you doing? Hey, uh, Wayne, you said? Yeah, that's right. Now, why do you hate garbage trucks so much? Okay, now look, I've, I've been talking about this for a long time. I like garbage trucks. I like them a lot. There's, it doesn't sound like it, Wayne. It I, doesn't sound like I, it. I, do you hear the words I'm saying? I love garbage trucks. There's a little bit of a tone that's making me think otherwise, but okay, you go ahead and, and, and plot your case. The people send me emails. They send me all kinds of emails to Hotmail, Yahoo, saying, why do you hate garbage trucks? No, I like garbage trucks. I think they're cool. They smell good, even though they're full of garbage. Anyone who says I don't like garbage trucks has got the wrong idea. Okay, so is that? Uh, yeah, I'm. Just, I don't know what to tell you, man. It just sounds like he doesn't like garbage trucks. I agree. Yeah. It, it... I love garbage trucks. I like them. <sighs> Clearly, you don't like garbage trucks, and the, the fact that you're taking it out on this show, I think it's kind of disgusting. And I think it's really offensive to garbage truck drivers and people who handle handle sanitation across the United States. Very insulting, by the way. I don't. I, I love garbage trucks more than any person who likes garbage trucks. I name my dog Garbage. I have another cat named Trucks, okay? I love garbage trucks. Yeah, but you uh, haven't named your firstborn garbage truck, so I there you go. I don't want to have kids because I wanna, don't want to be distracted by anything other than garbage trucks. I love garbage trucks. I don't want to understand why you're emailing me saying this stuff about garbage, garbage trucks. I love garbage trucks. Trucks. All right, that's all the time we have. So, uh, yeah, man. Okay, um, see you later. But it's clear that your friend hates garbage trucks. Uh, it's just, it, I don't understand it either. It's bizarre. Okay, we'll have to move on. Well, uh, this brings us to our final segment, Sax okay. Talk. Oh, Sax Talk. So, Johnny, if you will share a story of a sexual encounter yeah, man. with our audience of uh, anything, anything at all, I'm going to play some sweet, sweet saxophone underneath. To make it super sexual. Great. It's a beautiful sax. Is that a, that's an alto. Alto? Yeah, it's an alto. A good old alto sax. A good old alto sax. Wow. Baby. I've met a lot of people in my life, but the best person I ever met wasn't a person. One time in France, I had escargot. The escargot was alive. Followed that snail to an apartment. (laughs) 
met this fine woman, four and a half feet tall, named Marianne, Marianne, Marianne. She was a hairy lady from Chile. She invited me up to her small apartment that was four feet by four feet by four feet. It was a little box of sorts. And she had the hairiest back. When I touched it, it felt like a carpet. And boy, did I get ready to rip. I got hard as a yard on a Tuesday. And two became one in that four by four by four with Marianne and Marianne and Marianne. And that hairy, hairy back, oh, how it repelled the waters of sweat. They collected into a fine mist that created a rope. And I braided that back hair rope and slid down the outside like a snail. And now I got kids. Yeah, I'd say I got kids now. Wow. Um, yeah. Wow. That was a that was a that was a fun story we just heard. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of weird sex stuff going on with back hair. Yeah. Uh, that, that was a little hard to follow. Yeah. But I, mean, I had a similar experience myself, actually. Did um, you? Yeah. Just a girl who had an incredibly hairy back. I met one time, and I was just was uh, I was interested by it. I was also surprised. You know, something where I was like, "Wow, that's that's a lot of hair." So. Did that so? I feel like it's one of those things that that never deters a guy from going through oh, no. with some of that. You're just like, oh, this is the situation. Cool. Yeah. This is different. Oh, this is new to me. This is uh, a new experience. <laughs> I'm only 19, and this is new. Oh, so that that happened when you're 19. A version of that, yeah. A version of that, yeah. Yeah. So that's a version interesting. that was much less interesting. <laughs> well, uh, the the way that it was told, um, I mean, it was in a much lower octave, re- reverberated voice. I feel like you really captured your 19-year-old self. I would say basically what I experienced was a girl who was hairy from South America. And I noticed that she had significant amount of hair when I touched her lower back when we were, we were fooling around at her apartment. Mm. I was like, wow. Like, it felt like she had a shirt on. Wow. But it's, it's not you thought You thought you had already taken her bra off? And- I don't know. It just was, I was really surprised by it. It was interesting because it just like, wow, that's so much. It was so soft that it seemed like it wasn't like. Oh, it's supposed to be here. Maybe. Yeah. She has, she had a lot of hair over the entire body. Was that when you lost your virginity in 19? No, this was after I lost my virginity. Actually, this is, I was probably 21 at this time, maybe 20. Baller. Yeah. This is, that was the first time I ever tried to date two girls at the same time. And I was like, man, this sucks. Oh, yeah. Trying to balance the Oh, God. Thing. I can't believe it. I was like. I don't know how people do that. Yeah, I think, I think they, uh, they don't. Not well, at least. I think it's probably not really enjoyable unless it's something where that's what you enjoy. Yeah. That chase. If that's your thing, then it's your thing. Then that's your thing. I mean, you know, we're not yeah. judging it or anything, but yeah. it just seems like a hard 
situation God. to be in. And I even wanted to be with her for, I wanted, I was after her for so long. And I got with her and I was like, wow, I don't think this is going to work out. It wasn't like a, it wasn't like a weird thing for either person. It was more just like, oh, well, yeah, it's just, this isn't, yeah, let's, this is not how we both envisioned it. Yeah. We did the thing. Let's mm-hmm. move forward separately. I don't really like you that much and we like me that much. Ah, whatever. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Well, dude, thanks for freaking uh, coming on Jeremiah Wonders. Thanks for wondering me. Uh, dude, I, I wondered uh, what it would be like to have you as a guest for quite a while, and today we found too. that out. I've always wondered about what things we're wondering about, and I found it out today. Today we were wondering together, and today we were wonders together, and we wondered, and we wondered where it would go, and and our wonders were fulfilled with joy and fantasy. What a wonderance. What a wonder, wonderance world this would be. Yeah, I don't want to be hindered by that wonderance. Now, where can people find you? Online and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, you know, just Google my name. You can check out my podcast. It's called Live to Tape with Johnny Pemberton. It's on the Starburns audio. With the Sklar Brothers. They're Sklar on that Brothers, network, too. Yeah, Trussell's on there. Yeah. It's, it's a good place to be. You can listen to that. You can also check out my YouTube channel. It's just youtube.com slash justmynipples. I post all... I've seen some short films you yeah, posted on there and so stuff. Funny stuff. Short films. Otherwise, you can get the album digitally. It'll come out May 15th uh, on iTunes and Spotify. And you can go see the movie I did with uh, Johnny Knoxville and Chris Pontius in uh, theaters June 1st. What's the name of that called? It's called Action Point. My you, I think you worked with my buddy uh, Joshua Hoover on that. Yeah, man. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, that's he's cool. a good buddy of mine. Yeah, that's funny. Oh wow, I just talked to him last night. Oh really? That's cool. Yeah, he's a good dude. He's a great guy. We went on a Josh hike. Josh is funny, man. He's super funny. He's like someone who I'm like, Josh, you don't get it. You're funny. He's very very funny. Yeah, he's really he's great in the movie. He's his, plays his character who's based on someone I'll tell you who afterwards but he told me off the podcast oh, he did? and, and yeah. I actually know him yeah. personally who's based off exactly. of him exactly yeah. Was... yeah so I'm very very much looking forward to it's definitely to a, the movie. it's a version of him I think yeah for sure but Josh makes it his own awesome well uh, check out Johnny's uh, new album that's coming out uh, look him up online follow him everywhere and dude thanks so much for doing the show thanks for having me bye friend <laughs> Johnny, it has been a pleasure to have you on Jeremiah Wonders. This is like the credits of the show. It's, it's been outstanding. It's been, it's been so fun to have you on the show. Oh, a good place to be. You got a lot of good stuff going on. <laughs> and I wish you continued success, my friend. I can't beat that. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.